Moncrief on News Talk. Last month, Stanford University in the US announced that in future students would be required to attend a half day course on free speech. But it seems it's not exactly clear what that is, or at least a clear definition of free speech hasn't been agreed upon. Tim Crowley is Academic Freedom Officer at UCD, also in the School of Philosophy there. Afternoon, Tim. Hi, Sean. How are you? Uh, Has anyone ever come up with an agreed definition of what free speech is or should be? Um, Well, no, I don't think... uh, I think it is a difficult uh, topic. And then when you... um um, have the issue of academic freedom as well. It, it becomes it becomes a problem, uh, especially separating the two. Uh, free speech, say on universities, uh, you, would t- you would take it as the the right uh, of um, students and faculty to express themselves. But when you in- introduce academic freedom, obviously, it, uh, it it can confuse the issue a little bit. In, in what way? Well, academic freedom uh, is sometimes confused with free speech. Academic freedom is really the, uh, the, uh, the freedom to teach and research and follow, as it were, the truth. Uh, free speech is, is slightly different. It's a freedom that everyone has. So academic freedom is, is limited to academics, naturally. And um, free speech is something that is available to everyone. Yeah. But an academic has to be careful not to, um, as it were, abuse his academic freedom and claim he's doing it under free speech in the classroom. Right. Okay. Uh, but, the, but again, even from what you've said there, like you know, where is the line? What's the difference between, say, free free speech and hate speech? And people will have different definitions of that. Oh well, that is a problem. Obviously, um, the, the definition it's uh, and it's it's an issue that is um, currently being discussed in government and with the hate speech bill. Um, it's we have to be careful about the whole issue of offence. Um, now, in the university context, uh, there things might come up which students feel offended by, but they could be coming up within the context of the discussion of their topics. So, for instance, in um, discussions uh, in philosophy or in law, for instance, the students can be uh, they might take offence at certain things, but in those cases, you have the, um, the lecturer's academic freedom which is uh, the context in which he's speaking. Mm. Though, and, and an example, only yesterday, uh, uh, TCD announced that it was, it was denaming uh, the Berkeley Library. Berkeley, mm-hmm. I assume, is still on the, uh, the syllabus in, in most uh, philosophy courses because he was an important yes, philosopher. Absolutely. The fact that he yes. was a, a slave owner maybe puts that into some sort of context, I don't know. So what do you do if a student says, I don't want to learn about Berkeley because he was a racist? Well, the student, of course, has, has the, um, the right not to choose a module where Berkeley is being introduced, but it would be, it would be a terrible shame to just to judge um, philosophers and great figures uh, by the context of their times. Um, I mean, you could look at Aristotle, I teach Aristotle, and part of his politics is a section on slavery. And you just need to try to, there's an attempt to try to understand the context of the time. You could look into how there were people at the time who were opposing slavery. And Aristotle has an argument to try to defend slavery. Now, that's not going to go down well, obviously, but Mm. there is an attempt to try to put it in the context of his philosophy, even if you disagree with it. And with um, the Berkeley situation, it is is very unfortunate that uh, he's now the philosopher who owns slaves as opposed to a philosopher. He had a similar situation with the David Hume Tower in Edinburgh. They yeah. renamed that tower too because yeah. of even uh, uh, less, less uh, evident uh, links with slavery. I mean, even the Guardian newspaper has a whole uh, series of soul-searching because 
of uh, research that, that discovers that um, the Guardian was uh, funded by slave owners. Uh, so it's, you go into um, uh, an area where, well, what's next? As Deirdre Ferriter said in the Irish Times yesterday, uh, what about uh, if someone finds something in Joyce's letters that they're offended by and they want to rename the James Joyce Library at UCD? Yeah. Well, what? But, but it seems like there is a trend in the culture now where you can't, where people are, you know, people won't disentangle those two things. They won't look at Berkeley the philosopher as opposed, you know, as separate from Berkeley the slave owner. Their, their argument seems to be those two things are integral to each other. Well, that's that is becoming a problem. I mean, it's even in um, with uh, in acting too. People seem to have difficulty distinguishing an actor from from the character they're playing. I mean, it's as if the actor must be the the, um, the character to some extent, uh, and it, it, it's it's forgetting what acting is, and it's it's forgetting as well what the, the life of the mind is. You can easily separate. There's nothing in Berkeley's uh, immaterialism which uh, which promotes slavery. Mm. Now, um, in, in in the context of the time, to to own slaves was a relatively normal thing. Um, so it's to, to, to condemn, to, it's, it's, it's really abstracting away from the actual individual and saying, this defines him now. Yeah. And this is what he is. And you have to look at the concrete individual and you have to have some kind of historical sensitivity too. There are undoubtedly things today which... Um, um, we may be judged badly about because of what we're doing, and it seems normal to us. So I think that's there is um, a failure to to understand the complexity of of human life, and you know we're, we're condemning them on, on based on the uh, the morals of our day today. Mm. Um, so that's that's unfortunate, Sean. Yeah, it's, but you you did actually cite an example like that, that there are actors who aren't acting anymore because of uh, of allegations or e- even things they were convicted of, uh, and even you know Kevin Spacey would be an example of that where you know they probably just don't show his films anywhere anymore anymore because of what became public knowledge about him. Now, it, it, yeah. given that person is still alive, can those two things be still be uncoupled from each other? Well, I think they can. I think you can watch um, L.A. Confidential or Seven or uh, The Usual Suspects and enjoy the performance. I mean, part of the issue, if we're going into acting, part of the issue might be the celebrity culture of the actor and how the actor himself or herself becomes well-known and famous. And and so, to an extent, people will see Kevin Spacey uh, as opposed to the character he's playing. I mean, a similar thing almost occurred to Woody Allen, where people were were uh, unsure about whether to show his films. Or Michael Jackson, too, he had that mm-hmm. issue as well, where there was a worry about playing his songs. Now, I, th- I think um, we have to separate the art or the thought from the, 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 the individual who has created it. If we're unable to do that, we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I just saw the headline about how um, a school in, in Washington, I, I didn't quite see it properly, but it was, it was banning music lessons because it felt it was promoting white supremacy. I mean, classical music. I mean, we, it's, it's, it's a dark road to go down. We, we, are, we are hollowing out culture and demanding that we're all saints. Mm. It seems. And, and uh, uh, that trend in, in the culture, are you finding that among students who are arriving in? In your university, 
You know, um, there's um, an issue with students uh, to the extent... I mean, to be honest, no, I haven't come across it yet. Now, I did publish that uh, report in UCD, the fire report last last July, which showed that um, uh, if, if UCD was judged as a U.S. university, it would be in the bottom 10 for free speech. Now, there is a question as to the extent to which students feel constrained on campus um, by speech codes. I, I think a lot of students go about and ignore them, and, and they're not too bothered by them, which is a good thing. But there, there will be students who will self-censor because of speech codes, and they won't express themselves properly. And it's actually an in, it's some interesting work by the Heterodox Academy suggested that remote learning actually promotes self-censorship. Whereas if you're physically in a classroom with other students, there's an idea, as Shaftesbury put it, you can rub off each other and you can, you can um, smooth out uh, your, your uh, opinions by communicating with each other and learn more from each other. Whereas in the remote learning situation, which obviously took off during the COVID pandemic, um, the remote learning situation, you have people alone in their, in their bedrooms, maybe with the camera off. And if they're not interacting, then they're, they're losing so much what, of what they could gain from the university. And then mm. added to that, as was made in the comment today, in the article by Joe Humphreys in the Irish Times, um, there's a discussion of the, the students seeing themselves more and more as a customer. And you know, the whole process of education can be really badly affected as a student, uh, with, with student fees. This is happening particularly in the UK, but it, to an extent we see it here too, where a student just expects a certain degree because they've um, been paying the fees for it. And you know, education is a difficult process. It's a painful process, and it should be a painful process. Mm. Especially, you, know, you can come to UCD uh, and have certain opinions and leave with those opinions, but hopefully they have been deepened because you've come across challenges to your opinions. If you leave the same opinions and you've never been challenged, then, then you, know, you, you haven't gained anything from the university. Yeah. And that's, 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 that's a, that is a concern. Tim, thanks. A concern student as customer leads to great inflation as well, which is a concern too. Tim, thanks very much uh, uh, for speaking with us today. Uh, that was uh, Dr. Tim Crowley from the School of Philosophy in UCD. And just on that subject, uh, Terence Caron, who's an emeritus professor of higher education policy at the University of Lincoln, will be delivering a lecture on academic freedom in Ireland. That's tonight at 6pm in UCD. Uh, One texter says, naming a library or having a statue of someone is celebrating them. Learning about Berkeley and celebrating them are not the same, uh, says Ivan. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.